0: Developing the Leader Within is a podcast that focuses on leadership, management, and career development. We nosedive into the areas that are holding you back from your full potential. Let us begin. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Developing the Leader Within podcast. I'm Enrique, your host, and I got Mike with me, a great, great, Leadership developer. I'm telling you, and I I don't want to get ahead of myself here, Michael, but I read your book, Catching Leadership. I've been a fan ever since. Folks, if you're listening and you're not catching the subscription bookathon, if I want to call it that, Michael's book is on there. It's coming up next. I think it's the 400th subscriber type of milestone gift. Uh, But, Michael, thank you for being with me uh, today and sharing your leadership journey with us. Tell us a little bit about you and we'll get on with all the other good stuff.
1: Enrique, thank you so much. I'm just so happy and thrilled to be here. I love getting a chance to hang out with you. So I'll give you a little brief background and then we can talk about what people probably really wanna hear about, which is leadership development, such an important topic in today's day and age. So Michael Leedham, I have a master's in industrial organizational psychology. I got that from Minnesota State. After there, I went out to Canton, Ohio, started as a leadership development consultant, started to get some experience working with corporate clients, executive coaching. Then my wife and I moved out to San Diego, California. We packed everything up, headed out west, started working for KPMG. I was doing a lot of talent management, change management. I became a manager of people managing you know million-dollar projects and different things like that. So that was uh, me kind of having to learn the ins and outs of leadership through that process. And then more recently, a couple of years ago, started off my own entrepreneurial journey. I launched the book Catching Leadership, and now I am providing coaching and consulting and leadership retreats and all that fun stuff. And I get to be my own boss. So it's kind of the best of both worlds.
0: Well, best of both worlds, indeed, because I'm in a similar uh, boat there. No pun intended. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I've been a fan since I read your book. Uh, prior to that, we had connected on LinkedIn. So, folks, if you don't see the power of LinkedIn in this episode alone, uh, shame on you. But there is some, and you can connect with some great people. Now, Michael, you you, you talked about your time at KPMG. Uh, you know, developmental for yourself, right? And, and and the whole management piece, and then leading. So, how has that? you know, really structured what you're doing now? How how has that led into what you are doing?
1: It's just so beautiful. When you look backwards, all the dots connect. I think it was Steve Jobs said that like, you can't see him connecting forward. But when you look back, and that's truly the the case with with my own career and every step of the way, whether it was even in college studying psychology, or whether it was my first job working in a small boutique consulting firm and like really understanding wearing multiple hats, or even like you said, at KPMG, like understanding what's going on in larger corporations right now, where are their pain points, where are their talent gaps, what's resonating, what's not resonating with them. And just having to kind of feel some of the corporate politics at times, having to feel some of the corporate pressures just makes me a better coach now on my own, because I can relate to people and I increase my business acumen. So now it's like I got the best of both worlds, working for a small company at first, working for a large company. And then here I am now trying to Kind of create my own um, following with catching leadership.
0: Well, definitely, uh, you have thrown your your cast out. You're out there. You've been fishing. Uh, folks are uh, coming to that pool, right? That pool area where all the all the bites happen. And and folks, we are talking about leadership and fishing. That's exactly what we're talking about. Uh, you would think that there's no correlation, but uh, Michael has structured uh, his book and with the catching leadership and has structured it in a way where you can literally look through a you know an angler's eye and and see leadership in different stages and i want you to take some time michael and, and take us through those stages folks you'll have to purchase the book for the good stuff uh, he's going to give you some stations here but you got to purchase the book uh and or you could subscribe and be in the running for it but Michael, take us through those stations.
1: Well, they should definitely subscribe first and foremost. That's a no-brainer. Uh, the book does have a ton of great information in it, and there's a lot of great stories and um, actionable tips that you can start to develop your own leadership. But really, the I guess the premise of the book is: as I was a consultant, I was looking around at different leadership offerings. I attended a lot of conferences. And there's a ton of great leadership stuff out there, like there really is. And I'm impressed and blown away by some of the stuff that's out there. So I knew that coming into this, there's kind of a saturated market leadership development. is this big market. A lot of companies spend a lot of money on it. But there was something missing for me personally. And that really was this release part, which is the the sixth or the last step of the, the book that I'll get into in a second. And it really has to do with mental health. So this was even before the pandemic, I was thinking like leaders are really struggling with stress and burnout. And why isn't there more mental health and mindfulness in these leadership models? So I said, okay, what's a creative fun way that I can package this all together. So I took one passion of mine, which was fishing, the other passion of mine, developing people, leadership development, and I married the two together in catching leadership. So the six steps that Enrique was talking about, the first step as a leader, as a human being, as an individual, you have to cast your line. You have to get in the game, put yourself out there. So the visual there is think about yourself going out onto a dock and you have this fishing pole and you don't really, you're not really familiar with it. Think about that as like leadership, like, oh, I kind of think I know what I need to do. I need to get it out there. But you're gonna have challenges along the way. You're gonna get tangled line. You might snag a log. You gotta get some of the kinks out. So cast your line is all about the fundamentals of leadership. Clear communication, having courage and perseverance and adaptability, emotional intelligence, a lot of really good stuff, but you need to have that at the core. So after that first step, you feel like, oh, all right, I know how to cast this out. I've learned a few things. Now you're ready to get in your leadership boat, if you will. And who do you surround yourself with as a leader, as someone who's passionate about growth and paying that forward? Well, you need to attract diverse anglers. And I use the word angler synonymous with a leader someone who's out there fishing out there in the world, trying to catch things, trying to catch their dreams, success, whatever that might be for them. But you don't just surround yourself with people like you. They need to be a little bit different. They need to challenge you in a productive way and you need to challenge them. And that keeps your biases in check. It makes it a mutually exclusive relationship where you can learn something from them. They can learn something from you. So in that chapter, we talk about things like suspending judgment and all of those unconscious bias things. You know, we've been hearing a lot about that in the news and you know in corporate America too right now. So like, how do you actually stay curious and want to celebrate diversity? So that, that all kind of comes out in that chapter. The third chapter then is tie their knot. So you've attracted these diverse anglers. You're out on your fishing boat or in your on your leadership journey with your people. And now as a leader, are you okay with setting your own pole down, the pole that you know you can be successful, you can catch a lot of fish, you can get a lot of sales, or you can do whatever your thing is, to say, I'm going to intentionally set this thing down and tie this person's knot. Get them in the game. Because if you don't, you're never going to be able to scale as an organization. You're never going to be able to impact the amount of people that you want as a leader. You're only one person. You can't catch all the fish, right? You have to teach other people to get in the game, but it caused a lot of cognitive dissonance. People, they don't like that mental discomfort because we've all been there. Someone emails you says, hey, can you show me how to do something? You say, oh, you know what? Just send it my way because I'll just do it myself. Well, that's not you putting your pull down. You putting your pull down and says, yes, let's schedule some time. Let me teach you how to do it the right way so then you can do it further down the line. So that's chapter three, tie their knot. Then we move on to chapter four, which is coach their cast. It's not enough as a leader to just tie people's knots and say, hey, sink or swim, figure it out. I had to learn the hard way. You'll be fine. I tied your first knot for you. Now they're in the game. You have to proactively be coaching them, proactively providing support and feedback, really good quality feedback too, you know, behavioral-based feedback and asking thoughtful questions. And the key word with this chapter is coach their cast. I'm not coaching my own. The world doesn't need a million more Michaels. It just needs one. It just needs one really good Michael. But then can I coach your cast and bring the best out of you? That's what great leaders do. After the coaching chapter, chapter four, we move on to the fifth chapter, which is honor their catch. Honor their catch, not your own in this journey. So along this journey, you've invested a lot of time and energy and resources in these individuals. And lo and behold, they start catching some big fish, metaphorically they start maybe even outperforming you. That's a sign of a great leader, actually. If they're able to move on because you helped them along the way, are you okay with that? Can you truly honor and celebrate them or does your ego get in the way? And you have to say, well, what about me? I'm the one who tied their knot. I'm the one who helped them. Great leaders show humility and they are celebrating other people's successes. And then we get to the last chapter, which is the release. It's my favorite chapter. It's the most unique chapter. And you have to read all the way to the end of the book to get there and that's on purpose and the release is all about learning how you let go so in the fishing community there's this term called catch and release you catch the fish you take the hook out you release the fish back into the water. And that allows sustainability someone else can catch it that fish can go on and still reproduce you know it's next offspring, etc, etc. And with catch and release in a leadership development context, it's really about like the thoughts and the baggage and the things that come along, but the labels that people gave you, maybe even from high school or things you're just holding on to that as a leader, the triggers, like, how can you learn to let those go so that you can show up each and every day as the best leader you can be mind, body and soul. So that's the six steps. Like Enrique said, you got to dive into the book. There's so much good stuff in there, but hopefully that gives you a framework and a feel and a flavor of the type of leadership development that I really follow. And I try to coach others on.
0: But I'll tell you, uh, it it was a great way of putting step-by-step, step, you know, station by station, how to get from, you know, point A to Z, in leadership development. And there's a lot of, and I've made a post uh, this week or next, last couple of weeks uh, pertaining this specific topic of a leader's position, uh, allowing others to grow even to the point of passing them, which that is true leadership. That, that should bring you more joy than you getting any accolade for anything that a group does right, and uh, there was a post that I did a poll, and I'm waiting because I put it a two weeks so I can get a lot of data. But right now, you know, micromanagement and and uh, basically taking the credit is uh, running in in tandem for for the lead. And uh, there's a lot of leadership that uh, they're in leadership, but they cannot pass from one station to the next. And and that's what I loved about your book, Michael, that it actually allows you to visualize how to transition into this next step so that you can get to the point where you're not eating your fish (laughs) right proverbial eating your children right Uh, uh uh eating your fish but you're actually raising them up and allowing them to continue live on and produce and and that's the real joy and the beauty of being a leader to sit back and be able to witness and 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 if you're an angler at all, or you you just happened to go out on a camp when you was young, and you you know you tried your hand at fishing, when you bring that fish out, if you really, really appreciate you know the 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 sport of fishing, you look at that fish in a totally different way right um and there's so much beauty in that catch alone to sit and look and reflect and and imagine just the scenery the scenery alone you know you go out there old oh, dark 30 and the sun just looks different the water looks different uh the day will look different so i appreciate michael how which, how you did it and how you transition us through this book folks you won't regret getting this book and looking at leadership in a different light Uh, from an angler standpoint i truly love it and i will continue to push this book Uh, michael knows man every time i get an opportunity i'll throw it out there but uh michael you 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 get to this point now that you have written a book and and it is usually a milestone for most leadership developers or people in general to be able to write something that will stay right something that's going to stay how do you get uh, from there to the, what you mentioned earlier you know retreats and conferences and talks um, what what are you working up what are, what are you cooking because I know it's good
1: yeah it is so now it's it's bringing the book to life you know the, the book was really the starting point not the ending point and I think that's what you need to think about as an author there are people listening and you have a book inside of you is yeah, it's going to uh, grow your own confidence yourself and you got to put yourself out there and you got to work through your own mental battles. But then once it's in print, it just sits there. And the last thing in the world you want it to do is just sit on a bookshelf. So how can you take the concepts in it and bring it to life, bring it into action? So that's really the next step in my business right now. And so a couple of ways that I'm doing that virtually, of course, with the pandemic, um, I've been doing some virtual group coaching type programs. I'm going to mention that one that I have coming up here. But I think what's actually even more fun and something that I'm looking even more forward to are the in-person leadership retreats, fly fishing leadership retreats. So fly fishing is something that I just got into this last year. I grew up, just like many of you, probably throwing a bobber and a worm on a hook, going out with your grandpa or you know, just learning the old way with your kid. And that's fun. That was cool. And then as I kind of progressed into college, I became a, a bass angler. So I only used artificial lures and I had bait caster and I thought, wow, this is really cool. And I progressed. And now I'm like, I still have so much to learn about fishing and fly fishing is really opening a ton of doors for me right now. And the thing about fly fishing is it's it's not for the faint of heart, just like leadership's not. I mean, it's difficult. You're using tiny flies, tiny line. You really have to be in tune with your environment. You have to be stealthy. You're walking in these waders. You're being really quiet. Like there's just a whole nother element to fly fishing. And in a lot of ways, it's kind of mysterious. It doesn't need to be. I think a lot of people are afraid of fly fishing because they're like, I know nothing about it. But it can be as complicated or as simple as you want it to be, just like leadership, right? It can be as complicated or as simple as you want to make it. But back to the retreats I just launched my first one earlier this month in October so I had six leaders who joined this retreat they were from various sectors we had people from finance and law and hospitality and they're all dealing with some of their own leadership challenges so the first day of the retreat we're getting to know one another and we kind of were doing some group coaching Where do you see yourself as you know a strong leader where do you see yourself as maybe not so strong of a leader? what do you want to get out of this experience this weekend? The next day uh, on the Saturday of the retreat, we immersed ourselves literally in the middle of nowhere in Southern California. We got way back in this mountain range, didn't have any cell phone reception or anything like that. And we were able to unplug. And we were able to teach one another about different fly fishing, casting techniques, about the fish, the sustainability of the wild trout out there, but then also about life and mindfulness and pausing and just listening to the silence. It was so beautiful, Enrique, it really was. And then Sunday came around and we reflected and what our takeaways were, what our actions were gonna be. So what I wanna do next year is I wanna do at least two of them. So I wanna get the first one under my belt. That was a lifelong dream of mine. I did that. And so now it's like, how do I expand this thing either in an open enrollment where I open it up for leaders across the board to say, hey, you want to be sponsored by your company to come to this retreat, or maybe you wanna pay out of pocket. But then ultimately I'd love to partner with companies as well that they have a budget. People are hungry. They've been cooped up for a while. Let's work together, create a leadership program. And the capstone event, we can go out to, let's say, Utah or somewhere on on the Green River, or we can go anywhere, Montana, or we can go wherever we want to, really. So that's the goal. That's what I've been doing, at least with the in-person stuff. So I'll pause there because that was a lot lot of food for thought.
0: No, and I love it that, you know, I've seen this evolve, um, you know, when we met your book was fresh it fresh out, right? It was just getting ready to release. You know, we all had a hiccup in 2020 everything, but pause, you know, I remember uh, you having to uh, reschedule the, 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 the book signings, the, 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 the tours and all that. Uh, But I love seeing the whole trajectory of how things have evolved since then. And, and folks, you know, uh, Michael just mentioned you can make leadership easy. You can make it hard, right? You're going to eat one of those two plates at any given time when you're talking about leadership. Um, you, you have to pace yourself. You have to have a great plan to be able to recoup and readjust so that you ultimately get to the success that you want to uh, get to. And leadership It's not for the faint of heart. It is not an easy thing. If you think it is, then, you know, maybe you've got the holy grail to to this thing, and and maybe you should share it. Uh, But uh, most of us know that it is a daily developmental type of thing, uh, even when you are in the position of leadership. So I hope that you uh, have gained something From this conversation that will draw you to continue to expand your knowledge on leadership bringing in an angler's view will never hurt you Uh, and so i encourage all of you that are listening to uh, look up uh, michael's book catching leadership you can get it on amazon that's where i got it Uh, i'm sure he can provide some other way to get it but um as i mentioned earlier and, and I'll, you know, just quickly pause here so that I could uh, give you the opportunity, Michael, to share. Uh, how could folks get a hold of you if they want uh, specifics on the retreats, on the website, on the book?
1: Yeah, a couple of things. Great question. So Michael at Catching Leaderships, the email address. Um, my website is just catchingleadership.com. There's some great stuff in there. One thing I didn't even mention, and it goes with the book is I have an online assessment, it's completely free. So you take that assessment before you even read the book, it'll tell you all those chapters in the model that we went through where you're high, medium or low. And then as you're diving in, you're like, okay, now I feel good about this, or okay, I need to work on this one. So that's kind of a fun activity too. Um, I'm really active on LinkedIn. It's my favorite social media thing. Honestly, I I kind of sometimes just want to get rid of all the other ones and just be on LinkedIn. I think I'd be much happier. So reach out, message me on LinkedIn. And then if you're really interested and you have a need to work together soon, I am kicking off Empowered to Lead November 3rd. So that's Wednesday. It's a six-week program. It's group coaching. So there's six 90-minute sessions. It's going to be about redefining yourself as a leader, learning how to let go, finding greater balance, improving your communication, casting a vision, and then your roadmap for 2022. And it's crazy. We're talking about 2022 right now, but now is the time to be intentional of your dreams, your goals for next year. So you get six 90-minute group sessions. We all help one another out. You get one individual coaching session. You get a leadership report and you get a signed copy of my book. So I will make sure to share that link with Enrique, and you can check that out, or you can message me on LinkedIn or email Michael at Catching Leadership if that's something you're interested in.
0: Outstanding. Well, I tell you, folks, you won't regret uh, any of those options. Uh, Michael does a great job in facilitating leadership development and getting you where you need to if you want, you know, any stage and sometimes some people don't want to go to the next stage. that's fine he'll take you there and uh and he'll give you some advice after but uh michael thank you so much for being with me today folks catching leadership is the next hot thing coming out on the leadership development scene uh i hope that you got something from this episode uh if you have any comments hey leave them in there we'll get to them either me or michael and uh we can get you Uh, on the right side of right when it comes to leadership folks we appreciate you being with us today catching leadership michael lead get it and as we love to close this show success thank you so much for tuning in and i'd love to hear suggestions for our future shows or any remarks you may have that will help us improve until then success to you.